Welcome back to It Was Murder, the number one heart-to-heart adjacent podcast <laughs> in the world. <laughs> I'm your diehard romantic, Eric Blood. And I'm your devoted lover, Ellen Ito. I'm the virgin voyager, Joe Garber. <laughs> <laughs> and tonight we have followed Marilu Tolo from Scorpion with Two Tails to Charlie's Angels Season 4, Episode 5, entitled... Fallen Angel. The Contessa. The Contessa. Is what they called her in Scorpion with Two Tails. Correct. Yeah. The Contessa. Yes. Okay. Uh, so glad we followed her. <laughs> so glad we chose to follow her. So glad we followed her to Charlie's Angels. Yes. Um, does anybody know what happened in this episode? <laughs> uh, God, I wish. <laughs> I mean, is anyone else having that? I know we just wrapped up the holidays, the so-called holidays, but man, I just really wish that so bad. <laughs> um, I think right, we should see you guys later. <laughs> yes, Ellen, who is freeway. Ellen is abroad right now, and Ellen is abroad, and <laughs> we're we tried to Benjamin Button a time for for this to be <laughs> ideal. <laughs> And what we've got is sundowning yeah. <laughs> Eric and Joe. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> with, with and wake up, wake up, energy. delirious <laughs> yeah. Ellen. Ellen. Europe, I mean, European Ellen. <laughs> it just always feels like we're about to do something so incredible, does it not? Yes. <laughs> I feel like we're really on the cusp. Of... Okay. I am not actually going to be slapping my face right now. <laughs> I'm trying to. Okay. I can do this. I believe in you. Thanks. All right. <laughs> Fallen Angel. Season four. Episode something five. of Charlie's Angels. <laughs> I think it's five. Five. Here, okay. Here we go. Fallen Angels. So, um. Oh, man. I'm so <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay, so Timothy Dalton is dressed very Americanly, and he is on the roof of a building. Um, and you think he's like a phone company guy, but he's actually do to be sing 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 calling these people in a room where there's a young woman with her old butlery husband, and Timothy Dalton takes him out so he can cat burglar it into the room and make her scream because he steals her jewelry. It turns out he's the trope of the gentleman thief he's a cat burglar and then charlie's angels are supposed to uh hoe it out so they can get <laughs> into his life and catch him somehow even though they straight up just say like nobody in his life cares that he's a cat burglar called the ice cat and then um mary lou tolo is there as an opera singer and she does a lot of la traviata stuff and is incredible with this gigantic diamond um the end right? uh, yep Fantastic. <laughs> I, I teed it up for you. All right, go. You go. <laughs> they hold it up. Now okay. you go. Fallen angel. Wink. A super attractive guy that looks just like Timothy Dalton is stealing <laughs> this woman's jewelry while she's in the shower. And then he picks out a dress for her. Is he gay? And then you find out it is Timothy Dalton. And he might be gay because he doesn't like any women's attention. And we find that out because all three of Charlie's angels try to fuck him. And he says no to all of them. 
until we find out that dun 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 the woman that quit the show for uh, contract negotiations <laughs> got him because she's better than all those other bitches. <laughs> ha ha ha. Farrah Fawcett for the win. She is being so hard right now. She is uh t- has taken up time with Mr. Dalton, the Ice Cats, and uh, she's totally cool with him being a jewel thief. And her sister, Chris, is devastated. The other angels are so hurt, um, and they can't understand why she's doing this. But, of course, it's because she's on a super, super secret mission to infiltrate the Ice Cat. And they all live happily ever after with white wine. The end. Wow. All right. Charlie's Angels, season five. Four, episode five. <laughs> Good start. Okay. I'm so scared to start this. The angels are, they're packing a lot into this 30 to 40 minutes. Uh, the angels look like triplets. I can't tell them apart. They're all trying to use their feminine oh. wiles to like uh, hoe against this gay man who's clearly gay and doesn't want anything to do with them because he's a jewel thief and they just know he's a jewel thief immediately. And so he's the prime suspect and the one doing it. They find out that one of the ex-angels, Farrah Fawcett, is in love with him and is like trying to steal jewels with him. And uh, an Italian opera singer is coming to town to sing Italian opera. And she has a giant <laughs> diamond around her neck, but she leaves it in her dressing room where they repel his superpowers, repelling down buildings and breaking into windows. So he breaks in with Farrah Fawcett and they open the jewel diamond box and there's a cobra inside but he charms the cobra and gets the diamond but Farrah Fawcett using her martial arts attacks him on the roof of the MacArthur Park building and they almost <laughs> both fall off but she gets the upper hand and then I kind of forget what happens after that but they catch the jewel the James Bondian jewel thief the ice cat uh, the end so uh, Joe was this your first episode of Charlie's Angels? Yeah, I think it was. What? I like have we ever watched it together? No. Okay, so then yes, definitely. Wow. Like, yeah. <laughs> like I couldn't remember if I've ever seen an actual I've seen the movie with Drew Barrymore. Oh, I've seen the movies millions so of many times. times like I I lots love and lots and lots of times. What? That movie. Yes, I love that yeah. movie. Ellen, Lu- the I Lucy Liu, uh Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, yes. Charlie's Angels movies. Have you seen it? There's two of them. They're super fun. Bill Murray is Bosley. I feel like I've probably seen the first one, but I know for a fact that that would be absolutely it and that yeah. I did not care about it at all. Really? Oh, I felt uh, like they... Crispin Glover really? is, is in the first Glover, one. <laughs> yeah. The, he's creepy and he rips their he's hair out. He's super creepy. He's amazing. I felt like they captured the the energy, especially of the, the intro, which had a thousand explosions oh, in God. it. <laughs> <laughs> the explosions and they, were so good. They keep cutting to that logo with the giant bell bottoms and the giant walkie-talkie. One of the greatest television logos ever. It's great. Wait, what are we talking about when you're talking about that? Who? What is great that the TV show did it? The TV show. The, the TV show. Did it? The, TV show. the logo that they okay, cut to like yeah. 10 okay, times sorry. during this <laughs> episode was like, I just kept yeah, looking at that walkie-talkie. It, <laughs> it's the greatest music little like everything yes. is just the best it's amazing yeah so ellen have you ever seen any episodes of charlie's angels <laughs> i don't even know who i am right now so um yes yeah yes, of course i have um and even if i hadn't at this point i would just say i had just to make joe feel even weirder yeah, yeah. to not uh, be embarrassing about being young yeah <laughs> Yeah, I'm just so young. <laughs> it just it. No, that's baby. so fun to me that you that you love the movie so much. I know. That I... is amazing. 
I'll have to rewatch because it, I know I saw it. Um, but I feel like it was, you know, just like a, a TV thing for me. Like I wasn't hyped on it. What I was curious about having only seen the movie is do the angels constantly have someone visiting that they're kind of chaperoning? Is that a regular thing? Cause that happens in the movie. Let me break this down for you. They're always under, they always end up going undercover. Okay. Because that is just what angels do. Right. They go undercover for whatever reason. It's, glamorous or faux super not glamorous and then um the cover gets blown and then everybody shows up and they solve the thing yeah is that accurate i think that's fairly accurate so that's i think you just nailed it how many episodes have you seen oh god i don't know um i've seen i yeah i mean it was i would watch it in reruns on tv in the in the 80s when i was a child Mm -hmm. And I loved it. I just remember loving it. And I don't remember any specifics about anything. I was a small, uh, never small. I was a, I was a little gay child. And <laughs> yeah. bio- you were younger. <laughs> I was so a younger was gay. <laughs> I was a younger gay j- sloth. And uh, they were marketing I, straight to you. <laughs> of course, loved Charlie's Angels, Bionic Woman, yeah. uh, Wonder Woman. These were my superheroes. Uh, and yeah and like charlie's angels is like one of it's like heart to heart it's one of those shows that just existed Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. i just always knew it was there and unlike heart to heart i was allowed to watch charlie's angels oh okay charlie's angels like the one of the details that i usually hold and that we've mentioned before is just remembering like inherently like the tv schedule by day but Mm -hmm. for some reason i have no memory of what time charlie's angels was on ever when it was actually on network tv um huh. i just know i know it was eight. on abc but um wednesdays at eight that's my guess i'm wednesdays at eight. good <laughs> good guess i think that's a solid guess uh, yeah i think i feel like it feels like but, a wednesday at but, eight kind of vibe <laughs> but it's partly because i also watched a lot of these in rerun form um I didn't really watch the final season because it just wasn't, it wasn't any shade towards the, that configuration of angels or maybe it was, but you know, (laughs) it didn't, didn't grab me that way until later, but there's definitely been Mm. times in my life uh, when I have just had deep cravings to revisit the series Uh over time because it is just outstanding there in the field. As the most glamorous, it is uh, the scarecrow of television. Detective, yeah, it's just a standalone for me in terms of just not just the nostalgia I feel for it, but just Mm -hmm. all the things that it does. Mm -hmm. You know, it's the shows that you listed, Eric. Are it's just funny to think about these female-led series, and now it's like, do how do we? compare to that moment in time right mm-hmm. in terms of female even with all the tna even with like the all the jiggle yeah all the network stars everything all of the stuff that we look at now and we're just like cringing to death the amount but of lip still. gloss in this episode of charlie's angels alone is mm. alarming oh my god like it's yeah it is I feel like it should be illegal. It, it's very glossy. All right, I'm glad it. I'm glad it wasn't. I I would say let's just call it a misdemeanor so they can keep doing it. <laughs> ticket, giving them a ticket. But Have so, either of you Joe, seen this episode before specifically? I have Fallen never Angel? seen this one, and okay. I'm I am so shocked 
that this like you what an interesting episode to land on like basically throwing a dart at at charlie's angels and landing on this episode because of farrah fawcett because farrah fawcett is in it well okay so joe do you know the whole like how many uh charlie's angels like how it's like they start with this and then it goes to this it goes yeah to this, it goes eric to give me Over a the... very brief like the angels the turnover rate on the angels was yeah. high, basically <laughs> is what i know about the the original angels that farrah fawcett was in season one and i did a little like look into why she didn't continue this like groundbreaking tnt dynamite hit and it was because she wanted to take roles that were had more depth mm-hmm. to them basically which was really interesting and, and contract stuff so the first yeah. round of angels it's kate jackson Woo. who was <laughs> at that point like very popular because she was on the rookies mm. i remember my dad really liking her on the rookies <laughs> um, kate jackson when i was growing up i thought she was asian oh, oh. <laughs> interesting I when she was that. on the rookies yeah. in particular she wore her hair long on the rookies and i just believed somehow i had this weird thing where i conflated her with one of my cool much older than me beautiful cousins and i know that sounds crazy when i'm saying it now but um kate jackson Farrah Fawcett and Jacqueline, Jacqueline Smith are the original Angels. Oh. Charlie, of course, voiced by actor John Forsyth, who is never seen on screen mm-hmm. um, facing camera mm-hmm. and who then um, stars in a key role in Dynasty. Oh. Um, and so then people finally see John Forsyth. But the voice, of course, is so recognizable and amazing. Mm-hmm. Um Season two, like you're saying, Farrah leaves. And then we get Cheryl Ladd, who comes on as Jill Monroe, Farrah Fawcett's character. She comes on as as Chris Monroe, Jill's sister. Kate Jackson is still there. And Jacqueline Smith. Mm-hmm. Season three. <laughs> <laughs> you know the whole history. Is, so Kate Jackson, Cheryl Ladd, Jacqueline Smith have two years together. And then season four, uh, Kate Jackson has left. And Shelly Hack comes on as Tiffany Wells, mm. whose connection to the like other characters. So the three little girls went to the Los Angeles Police Academy, right? Is the intro yeah. to the show. But Shelly Hack's character went to the Boston Police Academy. Oh, right. yeah. And her thing is that her father is close friends with Charlie. And so oh. Tiffany ends up as an angel. So then that's where we are at, where it's... Sarah huh. has been gone for two seasons at this point. She comes back over the course of the series. Um, I went like it's six times, I think. So she guests in season four and season five. Okay. So I think season four and season five. No, season three and season four. I'm so tired, you guys. <laughs> Farrah comes back for a handful of episodes and it's great. My main okay, my main thing during this episode. And I don't know, I hope this isn't like really sexist. <laughs> I could not tell the these show women mean, apart. Is. I could, they have the facial structure of the women that they cast for these roles is identical. It is crazy laser focused casting on like this cheekboned, whatever California style person. That were there were two <laughs> angels sitting next to each other. Shelly Hack and Cheryl Ladd. They looked like twins. In your favor, 
in the intro, I thought, oh, wait, they showed Cheryl Ladd twice. Uh-huh. No, <laughs> but it was... And a different yeah, person. what? The, yeah. Are the angels giving you guys face blindness? Yeah, yes. we're <laughs> facial like aphasia. See with the, the alignment of their cheekbones that generates this, uh, <laughs> an energy field that's giving you angel yes. face blindness. Ellen, were you wow. while watching this episode? I'm I'm just so curious. Like, were you like ever con- ever watching a scene and like who? Wait, which angel is that? Or you always <laughs> knew which angel we were following or looking at <laughs> the whole time. <laughs> Well, I'm not. I'm not going to say that I am have a power that pierces the, <laughs> yeah, face, the face blinding bone. energy yeah. field, cheekbone generated <laughs> energy field. Like it's just just formed a, like a trifecta between the angels, like zoom, zing, zing, yes. zing, like bouncing off of their. Uh... Yeah, it was. Um, no, no, I don't. I don't have a problem uh, distinguishing the angels from okay. one another, but because I've watched. Yeah, Charlie's Angels, right? A bunch. It was just dr- kind of driving me crazy because it was like, and then Farrah Fawcett showed up, mm-hmm. who also looks exa- like it could be a triplet. See, you know, it's like there's a beauty standard. Yeah, yeah. it's almost like <laughs> it's there's almost. like this white person beauty. <laughs> Has standard anyone ever going wondered on. about that or looked into that? <laughs> yeah, like, but it was why just does kind look of kind of that way. It was kind of boggling my mind how how Hang on, I got to write a note to look that up. Like. <laughs> close <laughs> how molded it was just like the casting director whoever made that choice was just like this is the thing and we're doing this and yeah. this is what we're doing and that's it i mean it's not different now no it's no, never different it's well, just like the face know. has changed a little bit but it's always the same yeah like you pick whatever whatever the it girl is and you can pick three women of that look exactly bulk. like her it's getting a. I, th- I hopefully it's getting a little bit more diverse now. Hopefully, a little bit, but even you know. there, it's like we need someone who looks just like yeah. Issa Rae, or we need someone who looks just right. like Angela. Ba- Angela Bassett was in the '90s and the yeah. early 2000s. Well, yeah. but it's you know it's like measuring time mm-hmm. through uh-huh. the trends mm-hmm. in you know beauty standards. Yep. I always like Facial feel structure. that that <laughs> description of it is makes me feel uncomfortable. Like the beauty standard mm-hmm. is yeah. like so that's the um, thing. It's but, because but that's it, what is, it is it's a facial facial structure. So it was kind of bugging me out that it was just this like very specific facial structure that you could be an angel and if you didn't have that you were not. And it was like, oh God. Like well it was wild. It's, that's an interesting thing because for me, the thing, um, so as a, as children, I mean, Charlie's Angels was, was like the hit. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was just the hit. And it had to have been on early because my cousins and I completely all saw it. And we are, you know, a few years apart. And we would a million percent, when we would get together, play Charlie's Angels. Mm-hmm. And I always, this <laughs> sucks. But even as children, like we're sent these messages, whether they're meant to be overt or um, they do a terrible job at trying to be subtle with it. But I was always Sabrina Duncan, which was the Kate Jackson character. And Sabrina is the one where we're always like, oh, she's the one that wears pants a lot. (laughs) (laughs) And she's like, she wears like a lot of neck scarves. Uh, a lot of pants like the way that they styled her and the way that that character was she was kind of like the no nonsense mm. um character but in many the ways brunette. like they were kind of they were kind of yeah she's the brunette and she and in a lot of ways 
they were downplaying her stunning beauty and mm-hmm. smoldering sexuality. Yes. You couldn't hide that that smoky voice ever, no. right? Mm-hmm. But the character of Sabrina Duncan, if it was like, is there a Velma in the mystery <laughs> right. solving? Right. Like, or are we trying to make somebody be a Velma? Mm-hmm. Sabrina is like the Velma. Sabrina is like like the brains but it's not fair because they all of the characters are intelligent and yeah. they play in and out of how they own their ability to navigate that as part of their job really mm-hmm. well and that's something that's really interesting in charlie's angels and something that watching it as adults you know decades later i find that really fascinating about the show but i also i feel like i've maybe i've sent you guys a picture like it, at work next to my desk i have the character poster for Sabrina Duncan. I have a Kate oh, Jackson really? poster. Oh. Um, and so we would play Charlie's Angels, which was really fun. My cousins and I, everyone wanted to be Jacqueline Smith. Everyone wanted to be Kelly Garrett for some reason. I don't know if it's because she was brunette or I don't know. A Jacqueline, yeah. you know, okay. there's, they're all appealing in their own way. So um, in this episode, Jacqueline Smith was the one who was Farrah Fawcett's sister. No, no. Cheryl Ladd is Farrah Fawcett's sister. Jacqueline Smith Smith has the darker hair. Let's do this because I don't think their hair was giving you like hair blindness. So (laughs) the brunette is Jacqueline Smith. Yeah. I thought she was the one who confronted Farrah Fawcett and was like, you're my sister. She did. That that scene is raw. That's Her sister is Cheryl Ladd is Chris. That's who she... They they oh. talk on the beach. My God, you're confusing me more. It was on I've... the beach, right? That Cheryl Ladd, or it was at a party. She goes yeah. down to talk on the phone. That's Cheryl Ladd talking to her. Then uh, <laughs> Kelly talks to her at the gym. Oh my, that was a different. <laughs> when she has a side a side braid. <laughs> that was a different angel. Yeah, Farrah's hair looks. Oh my God. So Farrah's hair. Joe, like, oh, are God. you tuned into the iconic nature of like? the Farrah Fawcett effect? I vaguely, you know, obviously that's like a name that is ingrained into my psyche, but I don't really, it's Baywatch, right? Farrah Fawcett? No. No. Baywatch is is later. Um, So Uh, Farrah Fawcett, is she Farrah Fawcett Fawcett majors at this point? I... Or was she still just Farrah Fawcett? I think she was still just Farrah Fawcett. Mm. So Farrah Fawcett goes on this, like she had, some parts before she's cast in Charlie's Angels, but obviously Charlie's Angels is a cultural phenomenon when it hits the air and it's like everything, posters, all the things. But Farrah Fawcett has this hairdo that is Mm. really like a culturally defining moment. It is like (laughs) to compare it with later things or similar time frame things. It's like the, so the Dorothy Hamill predates the Farrah Fawcett cut, right? But it's like Dorothy Hamill, the Princess Diana, the Rachel. Mm-hmm. The like Rachel. It is, mm-hmm. it is like an iconic hair, hairdo that everybody wants. And curling irons uh-huh. and feathering just goes feathering. full tilt mm-hmm. insanity. And so yeah. she's got like a best-selling, it's probably still one of the best-selling posters in the history of poster time. <laughs> um iconic red swimsuit poster that was on everybody's wall and a little bit a little bit of nipple of course in my mind the superior poster and the one that was more affecting to me is the skateboarding one oh i do love the skateboarding one i thought so yeah but that's why i thought baywatch because i thought that poster was from baywatch no no so farah farah probably copied that (laughs) farah is the true like breakout star that Mm -hmm. that 
people are obsessed with from the show. Mm-hmm. And so she, one of the things that happened when she left was, of course, like her agents were like, look, Farrah Fawcett is worth more to you guys. But it's really great when she comes back and they do different, try different stuff with her hair. Mm-hmm. Um, but but time, yeah, time has the passed. The beachy waves. You know? mm-hmm. I, I do love passed. that she's like, in or, for workout, she braids one. She does a French braid yeah. of one side mm-hmm. because, you know, you want to keep your hair out of your face when you're just, but just out of, part, just of out of part of your face. <laughs> the hair. It wasn't enough to break the face blindness. Uh, no <laughs> energy though. I took so many photos during this episode and it was all because of the hairstyles. I was like, wow, like uh, how yeah. can you look more like a poodle? <laughs> like you can't. That Cheryl Ladd's like final hairstyle is really something to behold. Like the amount the that's updo? just no, the, flat not on the, top not the, at the end, end, but the, poof, the poof out around the shoulders, like just the poofage is just wild. It's on another level of just like <laughs> being so far out from where it started. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like in Shelly Hack is the one with the with the oh, huge um you guys. Uh, you guys stop you go. erasing different <laughs> flavor blonde Stop ladies. erasing blonde faces. <laughs> yeah. I <laughs> <laughs> even with even the brunette hair to me i'm like that is the same person as like she just wore a blonde wig for some of those. I, I mean you're not entirely wrong if you're coming at this totally new like having no knowledge of these women at all yeah or the time period yeah uh that's just what women white women look like yeah. uh, on tv and in magazines like the same makeup it's always the same mm-hmm. face of makeup mm-hmm. Um, the hairstyles are any varying degree of wave or poof. Mm-hmm. That's just yeah, what, and it's just cheek it's cheekbones and contours, and that's it. That's just what that's what your face is. Mm-hmm. Everyone's supposed to look <laughs> kind of the same. Everyone's supposed to have that tiny little nose. They're and all giant they're all based bones. on models. Like yeah, well, that's what models and Shelly like. Hack was a model. Like she as was a Cheryl Ladd, Charlie right? girl. I'm sure they all probably had some modeling, but Shelly Hack was the face of another of an iconic perfume campaign um kind of hip kind of now charlie yeah. oh. charlie kind of fragrance that's here to stay and they call it wow. charlie kind of hip, yeah kind and of so now. yeah kind of whatever kind of wow charlie so it's kind of funny that she ends up on charlie's, charlie's angels yeah but yeah but she's very much captures like that look in terms of models and commercial models at that moment just mm-hmm. like the super angular mm-hmm. um super high cheekbones but yeah wow i mean this episode i know we haven't like specifically I had no talked about this episode at it all yeah, I, yeah i've There's definitely never seen it there's a lot Angels. to say about Charlie's i Angels. was yeah i mean i could we could easily talk about their hair and their clothes <laughs> Forever. for the, the next hour and just never talk about the plot of the show <laughs> yeah and it would be but we're here for mary lou tolo we are here for mary lou tolo yeah whose name i'm i'm sure we're mispronouncing in some way <laughs> but i a million percent probably loved her in this i was, she was so great i couldn't take my fucking eyes off her yet again i was yeah. just like glued to her performance mm-hmm. and her performance is unhinged in the best way mm-hmm. i love that every time a woman says something to her she just agrees with her <laughs> that <laughs> really? necklace is beautiful it is it is she, was, she, was, she goes i know i know <laughs> i know 
And then just, uh, that dress looks so heavy. It is. <laughs> that someone says at a party, someone says, looking forward to hearing you sing. And she says, thank you. That's nice. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> I like, love that. <laughs> she's not sarcastic at all. It's just like, that is nice. Yeah, she's great. No, it's so great because she's she's like the friendly opera diva, which is yes. so not a character trope that I've ever yeah. encountered before. But she's mm-hmm. also just, oh my God, she is so stunning mm-hmm. she has to be empathetic because you have to root for her to get her diamond back her yeah, you have to you have to diamond, care diamond. about her being robbed that she protects with a cobra, a cobra a live cobra a cobra named mephistopheles that's yeah, right that, that's i wrote right. that down too <laughs> yeah that would that just she is trained to not attack only her yes and then the amount of time we spent watching him charm that snake in that box, with, <laughs> which was a live cobra, right? Unless that looked like a real, snake. it looked like a yeah. real yeah, cobra. Yeah, a real that they had snake. On set. That was just the episode was fully off the rails for me at that point. I was so into it. I the the amount of time that it took him to charm the snake with his gloved hand. Yeah. Was one and do they adorable. Have a commercial break in <laughs> they, between oh it? yeah, they, they definitely did. Yeah. <laughs> they got to commercial. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's such a cute little little move that he's doing, <laughs> and so silly. <laughs> Even it's the so... snake looks at him at one point like, "What are you doing?" <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> and then hey, give me back my diamond. <laughs> That's Mephistopheles' voice. <laughs> wow, he sounds he's really living up to the name. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm Mephistopheles. Yeah, his voice is just silver and brimstone. I'm the king of hail. I was having a hard time with this. The plot, the writing. I'm so sorry, but a rewrite oh. must happen. Already? You, you realize. Yeah, only 32 minutes in time. <laughs> yeah, know, we just been like, talking about, the, we even talk about the cultural impact of every angle. Just Are you that. just calling the ladies like X? X, Lady X, X, Y, and Z. One of the ladies. Yeah. The right angel, left angel. <laughs> But the writing of this episode, okay, so it's just so fucking confusing to me because they know immediately who the jewel thief is and they're following him around. They're trying to use feminine wiles on him that's just not working. And they're trying to like do like extract information, get him to confess. I don't know what they're doing, but they know he's the thief. The angel isn't, uh, Farrah Fawcett, Angel Z, is <laughs> in league with him. and repels down a building into the jewels room, the dressing, the dressing room. room of the diva <laughs> to get the diamond that's worth $10 billion. Fully helps him steal the diamond, is there for no reason whatsoever other than to just be there. Uh, and then and then karate fights him on the roof of that building after they steal the diamond. Was it just to get him, like, to steal the diamond be a, a witness? What? Like, I was um, just like, what the fuck? <laughs> wait, what's happening? Where's the rewrite part? Just, or are we just, just, it's not even it a rewrite. Right? I'm just like, I think he just what? wants a clarification. Okay. I just want clarification. <laughs> okay. I'm like, what the fuck are we watching? Because there was a, now whole you're scene. just hitting the rewrite button when yeah, it's like, just I rewrite, 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 rewrite. <laughs> yeah. It's like, meet, 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 meet. Like, all the lights in the studio go off. And there was a scene when she was following her in their car and she started driving 90 miles an hour for no reason. I and love then, like, that. She scene. was making out with the jewel so thief. So many. It's like, Charlie, this episode brought to you by Porsche. I, yes. I actually I think I have Amazing. these fucking cars in yeah. my notes. <laughs> like yeah. isn't that funny? The cobra, I love, I the white and blue seeing, cobra. Fuck me. Well, 
that's that's the car when Cheryl Ladd's character joins the series and she drives that Cobra. I remember in particular my cousin Sandy just like lit up mm-hmm. like we thought that car was the coolest, and oh. I always love that shot that they always use of the cars because they have that yellow whatever it is and then the cobra is always parked at the office when they are at townsend investigations but yeah the cobra is so bomb i hope your cousin sandy is like currently on a cliffside malibu cobra (laughs) just like with her hand out the window (laughs) yes i'm just there's there's two cobras in this episode we're talking about the car obviously (laughs) yeah but it's funny because in my mind at there was a moment where I was like, metallic ice blue 911, please. Yeah. But um, but now maybe not like because that there's those beautiful careers. But that car is a million percent the trendy car with celebrities now. Everybody mm-hmm. wants one of those cars. So I thought it was really funny to see see so many of them in this episode. But the, so anyways, here, here's help me the understand. Thing. So help me understand, so, <laughs> please. The things that we know, right? The, mm-hmm. the angels. Charlie gives them the assignment and he is telling them that Michael Leone has a cousin named Carla Leone, who is the Italian opera singer. She's coming to Los Angeles to give a performance. But fun fact about her is that she is now the owner of the Blue Heron Diamond. And Mm -hmm. according to Charlie, at that moment, he's saying that Michael is worried. He says specifically that Carla is not worried about her safety or about somebody stealing the diamond. Michael is. And so Michael has reached out to ask the angels to keep an eye on it because uh, Damien Roth is in town. And Damien Roth is the heir to a merchant banking fortune. He is a polo champion. He sails. He races like he is the most interesting man in the world. But he also is a, a known cat burglar and they talk about how his social circles like they all know it but nobody wants to like break the magic or be uncouth in the scene by confronting him mm-hmm. but they know that they're basically they know he's coming to town um he's already in los angeles mm-hmm. and he knows that she has the diamond and so basically charlie's like we think he's gonna try and steal the diamond okay. we need to follow him Okay. Like we're supposed to protect the diamond slash apprehend, like finally apprehend Damien Roth, who is known as the ice cat because he usually focuses on diamonds, Mm -hmm. but he's also branched out into emeralds and rubies. (laughs) Ha ha ha. Everybody laughs and that's pretty weird. Um, And the things that they say about him are so strange. In addition to all of the charming um, hobbies and gentleman uh, thief stuff that he does he's also they describe him as impenetrable aka gay yeah (laughs) weird thing to say yeah about somebody but but yeah so he's a hard nut to crack they also call him james bondian which is hilarious (laughs) which is so funny considering that james bond (laughs) he becomes timothy dalton becomes james bond oh i didn't even realize in like later yeah after this episode late 90s whoa 97 yeah Die another ish. day-ish. I can't I confuse the Dalton and the and the Brosnan. So he's living daylights and licensed to kill. Okay. Having all the okay, so is Charlie a private eye that he has the three angels working for him? Or is he an actual government agency that has like autonomy to do whatever he wants? What is who is Charlie? Do we know? Ellen, this is you. <laughs> 
Oh, it is. Sorry, I just feel like I'm talking ad nauseum. Like I think I'm. <laughs> no, it's just like you're giving me. You're, you, you're the holder of information, <laughs> but they're not. They're not like police or FBI. No, no, no. So it's a Townsend Investigations is a private detective agency. Okay. So he's and a so eye. Charlie is always like the disembodied voice or the back of the head, right? In various glamorous places, giving them the jobs, and then mm-hmm. Bosley is the man on the ground who we do see right. working directly with the angels in various capacities. Bosley right. is not is barely present in this episode. Yeah, yeah, he's kind of the max of of this world. Kind of, yeah, um, yeah. He's like a handler in some ways. I think that's what I was confused about is because I was thinking of the angels as a government agency that just basically has autonomy to do whatever they want. But it's like, you know who that jewel thief is. So just bring <laughs> him in. Like you just arrest him. But they aren't doing that. Mm-hmm. They're just trying to be the bait girl to get to catch him mm-hmm. in the act, basically, is like what they're doing. But then there's a twist. It's not a double twist, but there's a twist because Jill, who we're led to believe like the crux of the episode is the emotional uh, roller coaster that is Chris while she's while they're all um, following, you know, Damien Roth. Chris discovers that her sister is involved and then they have this long thing about it Mm -hmm. where they're like, yeah, I knew that she met someone because Jill's been in Europe. Because she's a race car driver, which is a real thing that they established in this series. And it comes up again, actually. I think it comes up after this in the series. That's how, so they know that there's the possibility that she did meet him. But then they're just kind of freaked out that she would be with a criminal. Like, because that's just not the Jill that they know. Mm -hmm. And they know that this Damien Roth guy is a criminal and all this stuff, right? Mm -hmm. And so... Chris is processing like what she feels is a betrayal, but she's also worried for her sister. Mm-hmm. And then because the angels are so close, that's why uh, Kelly confronts her later and basically is like, I don't even know you. Like, what the fuck's going on? Like, what are you doing? Like, right. you have to stop. And but that Jill was... is deep, deep undercover. So that's the thing. That's another. It's a plot hole, right? Like, come on. Is it? Yes. What's, like her. What's the hole? Uh, Farrah Fawcett not telling her, hey, I'm undercover. Just back the fuck up. I'm uh, I'm going to bring him to justice. Just like chill the fuck out. Why wouldn't she just tell the other angels in that moment? I'm undercover. Because she, she that would make it. the episode not interesting. Exactly. I know I'm, po- I'm poking a hole. <laughs> <laughs> I know you hate this. I know you hate it. But that's where I'm hung up is like, why didn't Farrah Fawcett Angel just tell the other angels, hey, like, I'm actually still an angel. I'm still on your side. Just back the fuck up and stop fucking with me. I'm trying to do an investigation. I'm going to karate chop this guy on a roof in MacArthur Park. And she kind of told her to back up, but in a way that was just like, I'm with a jewel thief now. I'm a thief. <laughs> it was like, I'm living my own life <laughs> and I'm going to be a, a murdering thief <laughs> criminal now. That angel washed her hands of bear faucet where she was just like all right live your fucking life then goodbye forever (laughs) bear faucet just let that happen she had to she did not have to yeah she did why (laughs) because other well one no episode exactly that's the thing (laughs) when the when the you can only defend the writing by being like well then there isn't an episode you have to you can't it doesn't make sense (laughs) but the but the way you're investing in the dynamic of the characters yeah. Present day angels, former angels, siblings, besties. Like it, it's that's the real 
it's good pull of this episode oh yeah is that they're digging into this emotional thing which is not really was... a part of the of the normal <laughs> the regular you know that's not the bread and butter of the charlie's angels um but it it, it was series. really it was interesting because farrah fawcett when i read why she left charlie's angels it was because the roles were sort of too thin mm-hmm. and she didn't get to express the emotion of an actor or like sad emotions at all. She mm-hmm. just had to be like this femme fatale, it seems like. And in this scene, she does get to express that coming back to Charlie's Angels. One one of her lines was when she's getting questioned by the angel, she says, well, it's my life and I can't live it your way. And I was like, that's such a good line. <laughs> so I do enjoy that. They had this. I just wish there was any sort of reason for it. Let me just let me just interject really quick. I think if you had watched the first three seasons of this show, mm-hmm. this wouldn't even cross your mind. Really, this thought wouldn't even cross your mind. Just like if you were okay. thrown into heart to heart in season four, right? But you'd be like, "What? Why are they? Uh, <laughs> why are they riding a bed down the street? Like that doesn't make yeah. any sense." Like, how come they don't just call someone to get Max out of that gambling den where he's smoking a poison cigar? Like, there's all... It's, it's Somewhat. No, it's it's 100%. You just... I'm just out this of practice episode, watching the TV. This episode this of era. Charlie's Angels is not indicative of every episode of Charlie's Angels, story-wise. Right. Yeah, no. It is... You know, it employs a lot of the Charlie's Angels tropes, definitely, mm. like... Sexy women using their sexiness to get sexy criminals mm-hmm. in bell bottoms uh, with giant walkie talkies. Yeah, like, and they fight, and they they fight like they're they're action stars. Like it's an action show. Yeah, which is one of the differences. Like it's not really comedic ever. I mean, it's Bosley is the comic relief for the most part, mm. but like, yeah, it's, it's an action it's, show. It's not as waka waka. Yeah, no, God. definitely not. But the, I think. And I mean, I know you know this, Joe. I know you know that without that happening, like that, there's the show just that this yeah. episode doesn't happen. Just falls apart. But um, it's meant to. I mean, we're going along for the ride. Like Farrah Jill is no longer an angel. Like she mm-hmm. goes off to live her life in the series, and then mm-hmm. she has come back. And I'll say, I don't think this is the first. Maybe I don't think this is the first time she comes back. Like I'm saying, I think she's she's back for multiple episodes uh, because her sister. The great thing is that her them having her sister on the show like allows them to do these things. But also, she just resurfaces, and the the episodes where she returns, it's like there's an episode where she gets kidnapped, and the angels go to rescue her. Like so, it's a lot about how close they are, which is a really interesting thing for an not just for an actor leaving the show, mm. but for that character, like mm. that they continue to hold on, onto this thing and, and they bring it up. And like, I know sometimes in series when people leave, they bring it up, but you know, you're never going to see the actor again yeah. contract. Yeah. And so it kind of ends up being corny. Right. But mm-hmm. in this series, they do bring the person back and it's like, I don't know. I, I think that's really interesting, but also it's like Jill is badass. Jill is a badass angel. <laughs> They're all badasses. Yeah. But she is like, hardcore badass yeah and so you're along for the ride it's like oh my god like it hurts me like that scene with kelly and jill i mean kelly is living it and jill is having to be that you know it's just like yeah and there's the scene on the beach where it's pretty great where jill finds a payphone 
in a little hut that thank god matches her outfit exactly her bad shirt. yeah uh, and she calls she calls charlie i'm assuming mm-hmm. it was charlie yeah she calls charlie and says i don't know if i can go through with this like this is because mm-hmm. she's so hurt that she's lying to her sisters yeah and i mm-hmm. like yeah there's oh, Farrah Fawcett calls charlie yeah oh yeah and it's ambiguous because we don't know who she's calling right the point of this episode is for her to be forced to make this decision to lie to her best friends that is that does yeah that's whole point it is great mm-hmm. those scenes are great it's an I, emo episode, emo angels. It's yeah, emo angels. it's emo angels, <laughs> and I loved that. I did love it all. I I loved watching it. It's just like if they could just give me a reason for like why that had to happen. I love. Okay, our actor Marilu Tolo mm-hmm. has this giant diamond around her neck the entire time, right in her cleavage. Mm-hmm. Oh my god! And for some reason, <laughs> during rehearsal of this uh, opera that she's singing in. She takes it off. We don't know why. Um, and the angels are all watching her really closely. There's a scene earlier on that's really quick, but they're complaining about the costume change. And one mm. of them says the diamond has to go and she makes a fuss about it. Oh, um, is that why? Yeah. So she puts it in her dressing room. With her, with Mephistopheles. <laughs> and so then there's mm-hmm. just a shot. Like the angels are watching that diamond because they know the ice cat is prowling around. Mm. And one of the angels... <laughs> anyone's guess which one uh, <laughs> looks straight at, at her boobs and then just panics and i just love that thinking like that's her deciding she loves women and yeah. it's like <laughs> just like so horny and starts to panic it was just like a really good moment this show has a an uncanny ability to find reasons to just frame cleavage like yeah. just <laughs> cleavage there is nothing else in the shot uh-huh. <laughs> it's amazing yeah and then the um mary lutolo <laughs> goes into her dressing room and while everyone's everyone is in the dressing room yeah. and she says hello what are you doing in my room <laughs> oh no <laughs> when she sees that the diamond is gone hello what are you doing in my room <laughs> yeah. oh no but she says it but she says it in a way that like she's about to pull out like a plate of sliced prosciutto yeah. and melon and be like, yeah. oh, you are in the room. Yeah. yeah, there's something, there's a warmth to the way she does this character that is kind of, it's so not the cliche of the diva-like performer. It's really funny that they had yeah. her be an opera singer for reasons that, who knows, but she doesn't tap into any of the stereotypes that people generate around the idea of opera singers, right? Totally. That she's this internationally known opera singer. Like one of Tiffany has seen her perform in Milan and tells all the angels and Charlie and Bosley, like how incredible she is. Mm-hmm. You know, like it's really funny that it's just like, oh, I kind of want to watch a show about Carla Leone. I know. <laughs> she's so, the, uh, yeah. she was, she was also sweet in the scorpion with two tails. Like, yeah, I mean, she was. She, she just. She has this vibe of like. I just really like that moment right. when she could. In have, a word, affable. Affable. Yeah, she is affable. When she there's like a whole the scene where in in Scorpion with Details where she's confronting the Contessa about everything that's going on and the Contessa could mm-hmm. take this moment to like pull a gun out in <laughs> usual, but instead she just says, "What are those things that you said? Yeah, why are you saying these things to why, me? Why do you say those <laughs> things?" It was like, oh. <laughs> You're so sweet. <laughs> I love you. And then, so there's a party, like a lo- like a Malibu party. Oh, God, she's the at. outfit. 
but they cut so i can't really remember what happens but they cut in on the contessa <laughs> in the middle of the story <laughs> And the story, she says, and incidentally, I was all tied up. Yeah. <laughs> like That's all we get to hear of that story. And I'm dying to hear what the rest of that story was before she got called away to the telephone or whatever. But she's, again, like super genial and mm. like just gracious and fun. Right. It's like, yeah. I need more Carlo Leone in my life. Yeah. But she's wearing I know we're like every outfit in this episode is terrific Mm -hmm. i feel like this is this episode just nails it so consistently i mean everyone always looks great that's i mean that's a necessary factor of angel hood Mm -hmm. is that everyone just is immediately turned out in the greatest fashions like of the moment but carla leone mary lou tolo is wearing a dress that is so perfectly perfect white 1979 plunge necked um wrapped waist mm-hmm. midi dress at her party celebrating like her coming to town and performing it's so amazing and she's hat. super olive skinned mm-hmm. it's just spectacular but I, I mean we could like you were saying eric we could talk for hours about the fashion i kind of want to dig into the timothy dalton uh well the damian roth situation when we go through the the phase where the angels are all taking individual stabs <laughs> at kind of getting to know him mm-hmm. and failing in angel terms, failing kind of shockingly and spectacularly at getting him to even give a fuck. As if they've never met a gay man yeah. on one night out in Hollywood. Like, on, <laughs> well, the, the way that he brushes them off is yeah. so. <laughs> yeah. It's so weird. So, Chris makes the first attempt and she goes, she looks incredible and she's all knock, knock. Like, I am you have the condo for rent. And he opens that door in short shorts and a V-neck. Oh my God. Striped nautical thing mm-hmm. holding a, a plump, like a pipe wrench. Mm-hmm. And she's like, I'm, I'm here about the whatever, the condo. And then the minute they walk in, she's all, I'll take it. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it is not, it is not Chris Monroe's most subtle undercover moment. No. <laughs> um, like I think in some ways I was thinking like, um, maybe the angels have, are just too confident on their ability to get everyone to do whatever they want, because this is not the most nuanced moment from Chris. <laughs> no. Um, cause she's just like, you sail. Oh, are you, do you, are you from San Francisco? Blah, blah. And it's just really funny like she there's just no nuance to it at all she's basically telling him like and next we're gonna go sailing but he in that <laughs> yeah. encounter he's kind of just like like um well like he helpfully says like i have some neighbors that can sail and she's like oh but your boat like i want to whatever and he's like yeah my boat's really beautiful it's also still up in up north mm-hmm. in san francisco so basically like no <laughs> and then there's the that one that scene boggled so, my mind so many polite no's it was the <laughs> quickest apartment rental in the history of america <laughs> the, she, she was which, like oh i'll take it well when do you want to move in mm, i don't know maybe tomorrow that's <laughs> I, like what tomorrow i'll write you a check yeah, <laughs> yeah as as ellen said not the smoothest move for an undercover agent because i was just like what are you one what are you doing are you going to move into an apartment? Yeah, you're going to rent that what apartment. What the fuck are you doing? That's a that's a 12 month lease <laughs> that I'm you're like, signing on like, to. Someone else probably wants that apartment. Yeah, it's fully furnished. <laughs> you're driving up the prices. Yeah. Chris. It's Airbnb. Michael Leone's money. I mean, it's it's his retainer. So um, so they just found out that he happened to be renting an apartment like on Craigslist of the time. Well, they they say he has 
half a dozen properties around the world, okay. um, condos and homes. And he Maybe happens and he has one here in the marina Ugh. and he's there now. And so uh, Chris does that one. And then uh, is Kelly next? Kelly is next on the running on the beach, doing doing the uh, mm. the hair running on the beach right. to try and interview him. Right. She's like, I'm Allison something something on the beat. I'm writing a thing about um, trust fund people or something. Right. Yeah. And she's like running along with him. And he's like, I don't do interviews. Like he just he basically just says, I don't do interviews 500 times. And then mm-hmm. weirdly, when he says it again, she's like, I, my blanket's right over there and I have a tape recorder and whatever. And it's like. For some reason, I, then I was like, "Now yeah, I'm into it." Oh yeah, <laughs> like this is so weird the way they're just hammering away at him. So she, they're so and obviously I... <laughs> undercover agents. It's so obvious. It's the aggressiveness is <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. downright male. But they had to jam it in. It was such a short, like for what they were doing, it was a short that's amount not of time. Like the important the part of the thing, right? <laughs> right, right. And so, but then when Tiffany steps up to the plate, she pulls up in this beautiful Porsche and he's getting one of his cars worked on because Playboys, right? So his mechanic Klaus is working. And I feel like at that point, for whatever reason, like the third time in like not even as many days, even if you're (laughs) (laughs) Damien Roth looking like Timothy Dalton, 1979, like you're kind of fucking over it. Right. And he, um, she's like, She's like, well, I'm, I'm going to put a turbo thing in. And then there's like a very not played for innuendo thrust joke. Yes. And it's that's not even a joke. It's just <laughs> a statement. And then finally he's, she's just like, oh, what, what did I do? Whatever. I want to drive your car. And he's, he's at this point, he's like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> Leave me the hell alone. And he's like, um, she's like, well, what advice would you give to whatever? I'm getting into sports cars. And he says, be quiet. Watch Klaus. And you'll learn something. Wow. But the way he says it is like he is the ice cat when he says it. He is so cold, but he's also polite. I feel like later on in his interactions, there's this weird toxic masculinity where he, the way he talks to Jill, where he's like, you're mine. I own you. Like he says a lot of possessive things when we see the two of them interacting together. Mm -hmm. But up to that point, like I'm kind of down with, with the way he's just like, yeah. When he's talking to Kelly, this was amazing where she's like, Well, you sail, you do this, you do that, you race her. And he goes, And sometimes an artist. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, Oh. So he like adds to his resume while at the same time he's telling her, like, yeah. off, right? And yeah. Then, yeah. And, he, and he goes, I'm a recluse. And it's like, I don't think recluses like do all that stuff that sure. everybody <laughs> yeah. knows about yeah. it. Like on sailboats and jogging at the beach. My favorite character element for ice cat was <laughs> that they kind ice of cat. try to make him moderately virtuous because he's rebuffing these beautiful women that are beyond mm-hmm. rebuff because he's with Farrah Fawcett. Yeah. He's with Jill. Well, like there's, mm-hmm. that's the only, that's the only thing that they're even suggesting moderately. Oh really? Is that he's, he's like, yeah, they would think he's gay because he's not after yeah, them. Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was mm-hmm. I so I was like he he kind of understands what's happening a little bit. Oh, I I I no. doubt that. I think he's was just, I think that they are making him a genuine gentleman he's in love up with top. Him. And yes, he is he is uh <laughs> he is involved with someone yeah. and he is a faithful man. Hmm. Okay. Right. And he and Jill have the conversation where he's does the 
one where he's like, you know, when I was younger, I believed in love and that, like the classic, like I've been burned, but you're different and all the things. And then it gets real possessive and weird. Yeah. But he also later in the episode tells Jill that he had her basically like he had her background checked or something. Oh, so it's yeah. like, hmm, that is interesting. But they also say that in regards, so Jill is a race car driver, right? And she rents the Grand Prix and they meet on the racing circuit, but they describe him not so much as a driver, but as a fan. And so it's interesting, oh. the subtle ways that they're setting up, like why Jill would be the one or whatever, which mm -hmm. is interesting, like this balance, but that was all news to me. I don't, I don't remember any of that. <laughs> that was I like, loved... somebody said that about their backstory <laughs> that they met on the racetrack. Yeah. Oh, okay. They met at, on the racing circuit oh. um, in Belgium. They were both in Belgium at the same time. But wow. the gentleman thief is just such one of my favorite tropes. I love I that mean, he picked out the dress yeah. for the uh, the woman in the shower in the very opening scene. <laughs> I, yeah, he I, was I, like, oh, he, didn't he lick her hand too? Yes, he kissed her hand. Ooh. Lick her hand? Oh, but yeah, no, because he, <laughs> he was getting her ring off of it, which was uh, yeah. hilarious. Like, with that... When the sense. episode started, I thought, oh, is Charlie's Angels funnier than I remember? And no, it's not. It's, or that is was Charles just so funny. Angels full of ominous sex crimes? <laughs> yeah. Okay. So Jill, right? Farrah Fawcett? Yes. She mm -hmm. was under deep cover. Mm -hmm. And she's definitely, they're definitely having sex though, right? I would hope so. Okay. I mean, that's just a weird thing you're not really supposed to think about probably is that she's like fucking this dude who she's going to later take to jail. It's just weird. Yeah. That's the honeypot is an age old <laughs> I guess play. yeah there's a reason it works yeah. yeah just use it when she was making out with the other dude in the car though I was like that's when I was like wait what's what is going on here the well, other see, dude that's wasn't when that we, him? we are learning that 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 dynamic that power dynamic is weird because he's using Jill under the guise of this partnership so in that sense it allows us to not have any feelings if we were to have any about Jill you know uh, betraying him mm -hmm. or his ardor because he's there by the time we are joining them he's already told her that he's going to do this heist right and mm -hmm. so she's part of the setup but he wants her to continue to flirt with michael leone so when they get to the airport she goes and she says like i don't want to pretend to be attracted to another man mm -hmm. and he's basically like you'll do it for me or whatever it's kind of super creepy yeah so yeah so she does kiss him and chris mm -hmm. drives by because she's yeah. falling. Mm -hmm. she's on the tail and it's just like can you imagine like you're already just trying to process like what the fuck is wrong <laughs> yeah what is and then you're by and she's kissing a different guy i love it like i i wish i wish that we had been watching the series if only <laughs> if only she could have just explained everything <laughs> in a logical way that's that would blow her cover Ugh, it would it would not in a private there's no bugs Ugh, we don't have the iphones they don't they're not listening devices they're li remember the listening device from heart to heart and it was like <laughs> it was like there's <laughs> a foot like a foot squared box that you have to stick into a cake that explodes um we have to talk about the karate fight on the roof oh yes <laughs> which is can we talk about karate everything like <laughs> insane first i just want to mention that they are wearing these tan yeah. jumpsuits from the rappel well, they're matching tan coveralls mm -hmm. that match the building they are on 
Exactly. Yes. Which I amazing. It's great. And they're like bell bottomed, right? Oh, like they're, they're flared. They, yeah, seeing him, like they're boot they cut. must be. They're boot cut. His it's his secret power is repelling down buildings because the amount of time they spent on the episode of this repelling shots of clearly <laughs> they there was a human being on the side of that building yes. in the shots. It was just wild how much they were doing it. I was also like, that's MacArthur Park, and I just knew it Im- immediately, and it was. It's they're repelling down a building called the MacArthur in MacArthur Park. That's hmm. now like some catering company, but it used it's like an a historic building. Hmm. And I was just like, oh, I felt I recognize that. It's so crazy. We've lived in L.A. long enough. <laughs> but Jill's wearing capizios. Capizios. <laughs> I didn't. She's wearing she's wearing jazz shoes, a white pair of. Jazz oh, shoes. I did. Oh, I, I did that. notice uh, Dalton's blue sambas though in the. Uh, Oh, right. I think and the, the first when the opening scene. When he's dressed as an American. I want those shoes. I used to have that. I used to have those royal blue sambas. Uh, God, they were so good. And I tried to keep them for as long as as long as they held on to my feet. There he's dressed as the phone yes. company or like repairman or whatever. He's got on the blue oh, and white. Oh, right. He has a blue, blue and denim blue denim color story happening mm-hmm. he's got white and blue trucker cap on in the first right? scene in the sambas yeah but he's rigged up he's got a, like a tool belt yeah yeah so he's got right. a different vibe and then when they come to actually steal the diamond they're they're wearing like camp essentially camouflage right oh mm-hmm. uh, yeah so pretty good. much so so good they get she get they get the diamond from the cobra that's guarding it, <laughs> which is just wild. But then from they go back. They go back to the roof, and she's like, "Say his name, Mephistopheles, <laughs> the cobra." And they get, hail. they get back to the roof, <laughs> and she is like, "Just kidding! I'm gonna pull a gun on you." Yeah, she pulls yeah, a gun on him. She psychs him. She's, she's like, "Psych, psych! Yeah. I'm an angel." Psych. Uh, and then he karate kicks the gun out of her hand, which is just an insane thing to try to do. That's 1979 baby and then there's a fight scene on this rooftop which some moments were exciting where they almost fell off which was kind of cool but it just i don't know i'm so sorry for the people who did this fight scene it just looked like two people who have never taken a single karate class in their lives trying to do karate it was like very clumsy looking i don't know it just maybe it was the editing Maybe they were actually on a roof and they had to be really careful. I don't know what it was, but it was so <laughs> clumsy looking and terrible. <laughs> this fight scene where they're just like limbs akimbo, wildly <laughs> spinning around and like just, I don't know what they were doing. It was just uncomfortable. Whatever they were doing, they looked fabulous they, doing it. Uh, no, I don't know about that. <laughs> I would not say that. Shit. But then she does. How does she win? She just kicks him down, basically. They just like kick each other so much. (laughs) (laughs) She gets an advantage on him at the same time that Chris and Bosley burst onto the rooftop. That's right. Holds him at gunpoint. Yep. And he cannot karate kick that gun out of the hand, out of her hand (laughs) because she's a little bit too far away. Yeah. Is one weakness. And then they all go back to the office for wine. Yeah, they do the mm-hmm. whole wind down thing, which I just didn't honestly listen to at all. 
that's I that I do recall that that's like every, the end of every episode, <laughs> and that's where yeah. my my attention span debrief is the end of every episode. Yeah. My attention span quantum leaps during shit like that, and I just cannot <laughs> even pay attention. Like we did it, we solved the I, case. It's it's like hurting me that this is the first Charlie's Angels episode that you ever saw. <laughs> <laughs> it because this debrief is is great and really aligns with the emo angel. Uh, tone and plot of the episode and they do address like that it's kind of a betrayal and yeah. like jill calls out kelly about how like basically she's like you went for it with me like you were hard on me and chris is like like look like you it's essentially everyone's kind of like expressing their completely understandable feelings mm-hmm. um you know it's like you were fucking with me i thought this or that like don't do it again. And Jill's like, it was so hard for me to do this. It's the hardest thing I've ever done. But Charlie says he has explained to the angels again, like that, or, or he's like, you know, Jill, this or that she was, as I hired her and I couldn't tell you. So he acknowledges his role in everyone feeling mm. super upset. Mm-hmm. Like, so the debrief is, is an important part yeah. of this episode and they all kind of leave it at like, well, sisters. Yeah. <laughs> We're sisters. I <laughs> Bad bosses. Sisters. Yeah. Great. So they're all friends again. Yeah. Um, well, I think it's time for pick your poke. <laughs> Ellen. Oh, God, I'm first. Spoiler alert, it's not one of the angels. Oh, man. Ooh. I know we didn't really get into the clothes because it's just like blanket statement. It's Everything's amazing. Everything was great. They all look but incredible all the time. I, but I have to invoke it. It's the purple plunge jumpsuit that Farrah Fawcett is wearing at mm. the party. That is uh, yes. such an incredible garment with just... Are those a flowers few, or birds? I think they're flowers. I would have to look, yeah, go back orchids. and look again. But it's okay. just, just like a very large but loose print on this purple mm-hmm. thing. That thing is is amazing. But I also, I have to circle back to a fashion moment when we were done with folks because there was one thing that made me laugh out loud. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, Dalton. Timothy Dalton, 1979. Timothy Dalton. Timothy Dalton. God damn. Right. It's insane. It's insane. I it's can dumb. That. Like, it's just not, it it's not just, fair. Oh my God. What is happening? <laughs> he's very attractive. He's very handsome. When they're walking, when she's in her purple jumpsuit and he's in this, like, just it's Oxford and rolled up khaki pants, and he looks really, really good. Yeah, his sand colored pants with his sea <laughs> colored shirt. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he looks great. But. For me, it was him for the most of the episode. And then the mustachioed uh. <laughs> security guard, the security meat, daddy meatball showed up. And so I got to choose him as my poke. And they like tried to co- sort of like angle him as a dumb person. Yeah. And I was just like, whatever. You can't do that. He looks great. But seeing someone with meat on their body in this yeah. just coke thin. <laughs> It's like sampler platter seeing a lake in the middle of the desert yeah exactly it was just like damn um did either of you were you tracking the scene right before the jill and damien roth do the heist where he's running on the beach in normal yes jogging oh clothes this is the one but thing i wanted jill to talk is about running on the beach <laughs> in a pair of shorts and a purplish blue Yes. Full-on cowl neck, yes. bat wing sleeve sweater. Yes. yes. Her jogging 
jogging on Malibu or wherever. Running, she was running her hair like she was just her hair was doing all the work in that run. She (laughs) made yeah, like she went twenty miles up and down and like half a mile (laughs) forward, like just that style of running where you just go up and down so much. It's jiggle. It was wild. Move the hair, move the especially with that giant cowl neck and giant (laughs) sleeves bouncing around. I did. We did also notice though that it had to have been like forty degrees on that beach that day. Like that they filmed at the beach. It was. It looked so cold. It's so crazy. The amount of time spent on their hair is just mind-boggling to me. Like, how did they get anything done? I know. It it's is crazy. Fucking combed, Ugh. brushed, teased, Blown teased out. to the gods. I mean, and and thank God for it. They look amazing. Yeah. They just they they look like angels. <laughs> yeah, they do look like angels. Oh my god. So, what do we? rate this episode oh i'll give this a seven. Oh, are we actually rating if you want to it's optional i think <laughs> yeah we kind of all have our own little it's like plus or minus, or it's like pass or fail it's definitely a pass like i think i think it's great i as soon as this episode started i got so happy like just <laughs> just the film stock and the yeah. way it's lit and i was because one it was reminding me of heart to heart and i was like oh yeah it's like we're watching heart to heart again yeah and yeah, I I honestly was just like I could watch I I would be totally happy if we just suddenly decided to do Charlie's Angels. Yeah. All five seasons mm-hmm. of Charlie's Angels. The same 110 episodes that uh Heart to Heart had. <laughs> wow. Oh, I really? mean, five seasons. That's more than a pass fail. Yeah. Really. Yeah. Did they do any movies like there's original well, movies? I did they ever do any TV movies? I don't not know that, that they I did. Know of, but mm. that's I think the mo- the reboots are the only ones. Oh, Ellen, do you pass fail? <laughs> do you fail it? <laughs> Eric broke our <laughs> order. Oh right, I know oh, I did. I'm sorry. That's okay. That's okay. It's exciting. <laughs> of course, of course, it's pass. Like, of course, I love it. And this season, although it's not my favorite configuration of angels. Mm-hmm. It is the season that has the episode of Ghosts and Angels, which is one of my favorite TV episodes of all time. Ooh, what? Oh shit! Okay, I'm gonna go watch that. Yeah, definitely. I I was thinking seven or eight out of ten. Uh, it was so fun, even with my plot hole. <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! That does irritate me. Uh, just give a reason. It's so easy. Even with that, it was so fun, and it was very heart to heart feeling, and just. Even before we started watching it, just thinking about Charlie's Angels and just being like, there's this like crime fighting. It's so cozy. There's something (laughs) cozy about this, like just like sexy women fighting crime and they can do whatever the fuck they want. (laughs) And they're so super smart and just like they're just like having a ball and Mm -hmm. just dressing, looking amazing. It's so gorgeous. It's such a beautiful little world and I love it. I don't know what it is about it. It's just like one of those things, like the X-Files. It's similar to that where it's like this rogue government agency where you can just like do whatever the fuck you want and these are their stories. And I love that. I don't know. There's something about that that I really like. So definite eight out of 10. Nice. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. All right. Hot links. Mm, Well, where are we going, y'all? I I have one question before we move on to Mm -hmm. forging potential links. But Joe, since you've only seen this one episode, I was 
hoping that maybe um, we could talk about if when we play Charlie's Angels, when it's just a rainy Saturday and we're going to play um, a pretend acting out game, <laughs> which angel would you be? <laughs> Oh God! Let me. I would have to tell them apart to be able to answer that. Um, I mean, the one with like extra teased hair, like it's Shelly Hack, isn't it? It's Tiffany Wells. Yeah, Tiffany Wells. Yeah, she Shelly Hack. I oh oh, it's the same <laughs> yes. person. Yeah. Wait, the, her real Hack. name is Shelly Hack. Okay, Tiffany Wells is the angel name. There was something about oh, her Tiffany. that I just love. She was like extra smiley, it seemed like, and just was having a good time and was like laughing it up a lot. Her when I could recognize her. <laughs> she also does does another great periwinkleish jumpsuit with a red belt. Oh yeah, I remember that. Yes, yeah. with the red rope belt. But she does a lot of the tailored looks, the uh, the more menswear looks. Yep. As part of her character. Like I think they ascribe that to the Boston, which is funny. Mm-hmm. But Eric? Oh, I'm yeah. Bosley. I don't want to leave the office. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no danger. No danger for me. Mm-hmm. Gosh, I guess we just didn't have a cousin that could potentially have played Charlie or Bosley. <laughs> my brother definitely was not was not interested in our silly, um, <laughs> silly play. He could even I, say, hello, angels. Is that what Charlie says all the time? <laughs> uh, good morning, angels. Good morning, angels. <laughs> um, Who would you be, Ellen? I think I just can not be any character but Sabrina, so I guess I'm I'm out so from this iteration. Even, you're, you're of no longer Angels in the series. Now. <laughs> oh, because no, she was I'm gone in previous seasons. Yeah. Okay. Hot link. Hot links. Ellen. Oh, what I'm you got? first. I didn't have a ton of time this week because I'm traveling and busy being you know exhausted. Mm-hmm. I went with Tim- Timothy Dalton. But hear me out. I feel like I know who Joe's going to pick, but hear me out. It is because he is in one of my favorite Agatha Christie stories. He is in a Miss Marple episode Mm -hmm. from the Geraldine and McEwen uh, era of Miss Marple. And he's in the Sidiford mystery, which is just one of my favorites. The snowbound um, Agatha Christie episode. What's it Um, called again? The Sidiford Mystery. The Sidiford Mystery. Okay. Is that your preferred choice? Yes. And it's Timothy Dalton. Timothy Dalton. Okay. Uh, mine is Jacqueline Smith. Oh. Terrific. In Charlie's Angels of Ghosts and Angels. Oh. <laughs> oh, shit. Shut up. Another. Tra- <laughs> A different Charlie's Angels. I 100% just want to watch more Charlie's Angels. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Interesting. Okay. Wait, Ellen, who do you think, who did you think I was going to choose? Farah. Oh, okay. Extremity. So, <laughs> I did. The burning bed. Oh, fuck. My first, Farah was my first, like, branch to just research what has she been up to? What did she do? And Saturn 8 She's your gateway up. drug? Yeah, she's my gateway Saturn drug. 8. Have you seen, have you both seen that? I don't, wait. No. It, I, don't I know mean, the is. poster looks incredible. It's about. To a couple who lives on the moon of Saturn who then get like a visitor of this guy and his robot and his like malicious robot. It sounds, oh, Saturn 3. It sounds crazy. Holy shit. But it looks, I mean, it looks kind of fun, but that's not who I'm choosing. I'm choosing. (laughs) Shit, that does look amazing. Jacqueline Smith, Rage of Angels, a Sydney Sheldon, 1983 
she starred in the TV movie, right. which is another wow. Angel property from Sydney Sheldon. This is so hard because I want to creator. do mm. both of yours so badly. Well, I think we can agree. I am out on this one. Um, you guys did more of your research. Well, Eric did, and he just wants to do a Charlie's Angels podcast. And <laughs> I do actually just want to do a Charlie's Angels podcast. I would podcast. definitely do a Charlie's but, Angels but podcast. But it feels like we should honor Sydney Sheldon, but not knowing. I just couldn't believe. Does Rage of Angels fit fit in our uh, our themes? It does. Yeah, it's like uh, a from from the half of the book that I read. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, oh right, because Joe and I were like, "Yeah, we're not going to do that. We're yeah. not doing that." Uh, it's <laughs> it's very it's very uh, you know yeah. it's very heart to hearty. Oh, no. I'm going to just put this here. Mm-hmm. It's three hours and nine minutes long. Oh, it's a it's a two part mini series. It's a two part right? TV. Oh my god! It was a mini series. Mini series. Because didn't he TV do Bloodline movie. also as a mini series? Yeah, I think so. Oh my god! I didn't realize that. I so mean, does that change things? <laughs> it does. It does change things. I, I don't know. I'll, I'll I'll defer to Ellen also because you're traveling right now too, and that's yeah. I can't imagine asking you to watch three hours of material <sighs> in within one week. Yeah. Thank you. Kind of insane. I, I want to. I, I I'm gonna just say no. Let's like. I know. Let's, let's not. Do let's that. put that on the let's, back burner. Let's save I do it for later. It. I'm sure. Again, it's another one of those things where I'm sure it'll come up again. Mm-hmm. Right, and and we can just say for folks that maybe joined us later that of course the Sydney Sheldon thing is always going to be flagged for us because he is the creator of Cartart. Yes. Yeah, that just felt so perfect. I did not realize it was three hours long though. I thought it was like forty minutes. Ooh. Mini series, full yep. on like eighties mini series. Well, so I mean, I I don't know how I feel about back to back same show. I, I say we do them. I'm the, Agatha Christie. Agatha like, Christie slightly. I will say I do want to watch more Charlie's Angels, and I love that idea of watching more Charlie's Angels, of course, because I want to get more <laughs> context. But yeah, I'm leaning more towards another Agatha Christie. I think that sounds I'm, really fun. I'm into it. Well, but there's the question, though, because we also have done Agatha Christie already. So it's kind of like, I guess what we're learning as we're going along, like even just in this short mm-hmm. number of episodes, that there's a lot of opportunity for overlap. And maybe it's just something where when it works, it, it works. And of ghosts and angels, oh man, God, <laughs> God, I just love it so. We'll, so I think so we'll, much. I think we'll definitely find our way back to it. We are going. I'm gonna just, I'm gonna push for us to do, <laughs> whole do all of Charlie's Angels after we finish a, a season or two of Chain Reaction. I maybe love just that a idea. season of Chain Reaction, and then we do Charlie's Angels for a couple years. <laughs> a couple years. <laughs> wow. Maybe we can, can. Maybe we can continue Chain Reaction as a Patreon if there's any interest. Wow, we're dropping a lot of uh, big. That's a big plan. I just, I had a really good time watching Charlie's Angels. It's, I miss doing a series of like a forty-minute show a week. Uh, yeah. Um, I'm curious about whether I'll be able to tell them apart at the end of it. <laughs> you will once you once you spend some time with them, okay. some quality time. <laughs> this slight subtle shift of their cheekbones will be <laughs> like. <laughs> okay, Ellen, please give me the name once more of what we are watching for next week. It is The Sitterford Mystery, and it is from the Miss Marple television series, 
and it's from 2006. Okay, so it's from Agatha Crispy, <laughs> Crispy, Crispies, <laughs> Agatha Crispies, <laughs> Maple. Mm. Um, <laughs> There's got to be like a really tediously want want granola bar, or like <laughs> us, like <laughs> Rice Krispie treat. Okay, yeah. so I'm looking I'm at invent this. the Agatha Crispy. Agatha Crispy, which uh, so the Sidiford mystery <laughs> oh is on BritBox, which you can access through Prime. Uh, I will see if we can find it elsewhere. Usually, these BBC shows show up pretty readily on YouTube. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, but I'll I do guess, like I'll do the research. I'll figure it out. Um, if yeah. you're if you just want to Google the Sitiford mystery, it's S I T T A F O R D, um, and it's from the series Agatha Christie's Marple. Two thousand six is when this episode of Marple aired. And I am super excited to watch one because I don't think that I've ever watched a full episode of Marple. Mm. Oh, my gosh. Really? Yeah. I never have. And I love this shit. So it's like I always just need an in when things yeah. get when things get to a certain age or like quantity of of <laughs> material. I find I find it daunting and never want it like because if I start at the beginning, I'm just going to want to go in a straight line. Mm-hmm. Um, Kind of like why I never I didn't start Buffy until you. <laughs> Until Ellen sh- showed me <laughs> Hush, which is an episode from season four of Oh Buffy. my God. And I was like, okay, Gentle I love this. I can get into this. Gentlemen are coming yeah. by. Yeah. Do <laughs> I have pulled up? Well, this is the IMDb page for the Sitiford mystery. Do you want me to read the. Please. Oh, yeah. The very brief description. Um, I'm so glad okay. you asked. I'm so glad you asked. <laughs> <laughs> The Sitiford Mystery, um, originally airing on April 30th, 2006. The death of the presumptive future prime ministers is predicted during a seance in a snowbound country hotel, and he is found stabbed to death in his room the next morning. Oh, fuck. Closing thoughts, just real quick. The Because because we're following Mary Lou Tolo into this episode, mm-hmm. and I just feel like, sort of similar to John Saxon, we like did not get enough of her. I agree. I like mm-hmm. Farrah Fawcett kind of stole the limelight and Mary Lutolo was incredible and played a completely different role with mm-hmm. similar charm, but completely different role for her from her like really severe contessa that she was in <laughs> Scorpion with Two Tails. So yeah. who are we following into the Agatha Christie? Timothy Dalton. Timothy Dalton. I'm going to watch more Mary Lutolo stuff. On my own. Oh like, yeah. I, I Yeah, she's very appealing. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of obsessed with her yeah, <laughs> at she's this great. point. So I'm just gonna dig in and find more stuff that she's in. I wish she had a, like a like a bigger role or something in this Charlie's Angels episode. But she I even you know. the the size of the role she had, she made it bigger than than it could have been in anybody else's hands, except for maybe Julie Newmar. It goes to show so, like this truth. We truth. are just on the cutting edge of this podcast. We gave uh, John Saxon a shot and he got Etruscan twisted in the first five minutes. So like we just never know what's gonna happen. We don't know. I know is Timothy Dalton the the one who wakes up dead. Yeah, he's just gonna be dead immediately. <laughs> we should have now. Can we start like a betting pool of like if uh, the do they person, die? Do they make the person it we follow gets murdered? Yes, I love that idea. Is it is that the new it was murder? <laughs> I'm betting he does. I'm betting he yeah, is going to make it through. Ellen's giving a, a tell right now. <laughs> it's just really hot in here. Yes. <laughs> have either of you seen this before? Eric, you have not. I've never seen it, no. Ellen, you've seen this before? 
Absolutely, yeah. Okay. All right. Thank you all so much for listening. We're so happy to have you. Uh, If you're listening, please rate and review us wherever you are listening to this podcast. Give us five stars. Say something nice. I love that. Uh, If you want to talk to us, you can email us at itwasmurderpod at gmail.com. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter, both at itwasmurderpod. You can also message us there. I think the the DMs are open, as it is said. If you're having trouble finding anything that we're watching in our Chain Reaction series, don't fret. It's just a Google away, usually. <laughs> but uh, we'll we'll try to tell you wherever we find these things on our social media things. And if uh, all fails, Scarecrow.com, uh, the world's greatest video store in existence. They'll mail it to you. Thank you, Mary Lou Tolo. Thank you, Mary Lou Tolo, for being fabulous. Being fabulous. And uh, Timothy... We'll deal with you next week. We'll deal with you later. So until then, good night, Freeway. Good night, Freeway. Good night, Freeway.